0: The Trial of Sam Bankman-Fried.
1: Welcome to The Trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. I'm Kelly O'Grady, your host and resident crypto nerd at Fox Business. So, listen, I've been covering the downfall of FTX from the very beginning. SBF, my favorite former billionaire has basically been the subject of my reporting for nearly a year at this point. Um, and I've honestly I've found the story fascinating, which is likely You did, too. That's why you're here, which thank you, by the way, for listening. But I wanted to give you a sense, you know, what can you expect out of this? So I come from a business background before I entered the journalism world. And so I'm going to be kind of your guide, your interpreter, if you will, throughout this whole trial. Uh, We are going to shy away from the complicated, but we're going to make this accessible because ultimately fraud is fraud. Or at this point, I should probably say alleged fraud is alleged fraud. So every Monday, Wednesday, I'll bring you the latest from the trial right now, just for some context. Sam bankman fried stands accused of seven counts of fraud. And at the highest level, the prosecution is alleging that SBF stole billions of dollars from FTX customers and... For his own personal use as well as to cover huge losses incurred by alameda research which we'll get into that but that's essentially a crypto trading firm that he also controlled i also say he duped investors in an attempt to cover this all up and if by the way he's convicted he's looking at over a lifetime in prison so every episode we're gonna cover the juicy twists and turns of the court testimony, the Bahamian mansions, the political donations, the legal gymnastics, and of course the ex-girlfriend drama, which personally is what I'm here for. But we're gonna hit what the impact to the crypto space could be. And we're gonna do that all by talking to legal and financial experts, SBF's alleged victims, and some who knew the former crypto king personally. Which brings me to today's guest. I'm joined by Kevin O'Leary, famed entrepreneur and investor, founder of O'Leary Investments. You might know him from Shark Tank, but he was also an investor in and customer of FTX. So it is Mr. Wonderful himself. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it.
0: Great to be here. Thank you so much.
1: So I just want to start with some context because you are are one of the folks that actually knew Sam Bankman-Fried personally. So how did you meet him and how did that relationship develop?
0: He approached me, it's now almost two years ago, to be a paid spokesperson for FTX. And um, I was intrigued because at that time there was a lot of hope and promise and, and interest that FTX would become a regulated exchange. Remember, there were other exchanges at the time, the behemoth Binance, was the global leader at the time, but Binance was growing very quickly and raised a lot of money institutionally from the likes of SoftBank, Sequoia, with Bain Capital doing due diligence. It really had a who's who on the cap table of a 30 plus billion valuation. And so he said, look, you're well known in the institutional markets. Uh, we're, we're, We're hoping to bring this as an institutional product. Uh, would you be interested in being a a spokesperson for it? I said, well, yes, Sam, except I'm not interested in in just talking about things that I don't use or own, because my strategy Mm -hmm. is always to be an investor in a platform, be a user of it, if I'm going to be anything near being a a, a spokesperson for it. He said, well, the round is closed. Uh, I said, well, I guess we can't do anything. And they found a way to open it up, and I became an investor in FTX International and FTX US. Now, those shares are, of course, of course, worthless. But it, it also part of that deal, that I was paid in tokens, a wide range of different assets, and they were put into multiple FTX accounts. And um, I became an account holder in FTX at the same time. And so during the bankruptcy uh, and the collapse of it in November of last year, I watched those assets be just uh, – scraped away. Who knows where they are? But that's the same question everybody has. <laughs> uh, and and of course, the way I look at it is it doesn't change the promise of crypto, but it was certainly a remarkable experience. And now we are where we are uh, the day before the trial, and we'll see what happens next.
1: Take me, though, back to when you first met him right because there's been a lot of media attention paid to you know his his appearance he's got his whole sweatpants you know suit if you will very different than that elizabeth holmes very intense steve jobs persona but he's this mit crypto wonder kid what was your first impression of him
0: Sam Bankman Freed was a crypto and tech and coding nerd. And that's not the first time I've met met or worked with them. I remember during the days of the Learning Company decades ago, I worked with development teams all over the world. And so it it was not different for me to sit down with him. I I certainly knew that persona from other platforms in in software development. And it, it, it didn't really surprise me he had a, uh, a pretty good grasp of, of the crypto markets and the FTX exchange was growing very quickly at that time. And there was a tremendous amount of institutional interest as there still is today, which is so remarkable. Uh, however, because of what's happened in, recently uh, in the, what I call uh, the regulatory wars, you've seen a dramatic change just in the last few months between what occurred to FTX now and its collapse And of course all the charges laid on binance and so you've got this remarkable situation where the world's largest exchanges remember together they owned over 95 percent of of global exchange of crypto and 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 now um i guess cz is on the run and sam bankman freed faces trial and there's a huge void in the market right now which is really interesting because if you're an institution you're not going to put your money in coinbase because gary gensler is suing them uh, you're not going to put your money in Binance because <laughs> more than one regulator is chasing them around, and obviously there is no FTX. And so, what what, what everybody's asking is, what's next? Even in the in, in the eve of this trial, because there's institutions interested in, in in owning Bitcoin, owning Ethereum on a compliant basis, what's next? And that's what the the big news was that came. Well, it's leaked out of. Abu Dhabi last week. It hasn't been announced yet, but they're launching the M2 exchange, which looks like it's going to be the Binance killer.
1: Well, so I do want to ask you about what's next a little bit later. But, you know, one of the things um, that, you know, you just mentioned, you've got all of these crypto exchanges that are facing scrutiny, um, especially after what happened with with FTX and Alameda. So I have to ask you, Kevin, because I, I grew up watching you on Shark Tank and being, you know, knowing you as Mr. Wonderful. What was it that made you invest? Were there any red flags? You know, what what kind of due diligence? would Were you looking at their financials? Was it, hey, you know, I I have a lot of money that I put in different places. So if this one doesn't work out, it's OK. What was it? And did you have any red flags?
0: You know, when you invest in a startup and let's take the stats since 1954, if you invest in 10 companies, eight of them will be living dead or, or die sure. within five years. And two of them will be a thousand X or more on your investment. So you're always looking for the 20 percent to save you from the 80. And people keep forgetting that FTX was nothing more than a startup. It was just another idea with incredible investors on the cap table. With a remarkable platform, an American who started it up and uh, parents being compliance lawyers out of Sanford gave some people comfort. But in addition
1: credibility there,
0: I would total credibility and remember a sold-out deal, so everybody wanted to get into it. I remember (laughs) when I was allocated my shares in international and FTX US, countless phone calls from uh, both institutional and individual family offices calling me up saying, Kevin, you owe me a piece of that. Uh, (laughs) We've let you into our deals. And I said, guys, this is a startup. That's not going to happen. I'm going to take my own capital, put it at risk. I'm not bringing in any institutional money beside me on this one. It's way too nascent. Thank goodness I did that. Because at the end of the day, everything lost was mine. And so I look at it and say to myself, that's another lesson learned. But it it doesn't change anything about how I invest. I mean, unfortunately, I hate losing that much money. It's a tragedy when that occurs. But at the same time, that's what happens in venture investing. And so whether you're Fidelity or whether you're SoftBank or you're Sequoia, you write this one to zero because that's where it is. And you hope for the other eight that are in your portfolio or 10 or 11 are going to be huge hits. And of course, that's what keeps us going decade after decade. We get some wonderful outcomes. Unfortunately, not from FTX. But you've got to look at it that way. This was not some kind of a, uh, you know, a company that had been around a long time and built a very stable business model. They were just throwing stuff at the wall, wondering what was going to work. And that's the way it is in an A.S. industry. The promise of digital payments, the promise of Bitcoin and Ethereum, and all the other cryptocurrencies remains. There's still tremendous interest. What we need is compliant platforms so that institutions can actually invest in it, which they can't now, cannot do it yet.
1: And I think you bring up a a strong point about investments, right? I mean, it's the same thing at movie studios, right? You make a, a bunch of movies, a lot of ones that bomb at the box office, but then you've got Harry Potter or you've got your Marvel movie that outperforms and it makes everything worth it. Very similar in startup investing, uh, you know, you mentioned credibility, though. And so the the one question before we move on to kind of setting the stage for this trial, I wanted to ask you is there were a lot of investors, um, very big name investors that were involved in this before you got in. Can you remember, um, since you're so well connected in the investing world, like who was there a first mover? Was there a first person to kind of anoint SPF of like, Oh, you know, I can, I can think of different folks, different, um, companies where it's like, Oh, they got Peter Thiel to invest and in, or they, they got so-and-so to invest. Was there that one person or was it kind of just a, Oh, everyone's getting in fear of missing out?
0: No, no, there were the, the biggest names in venture investing are Sequoia and SoftBank. I mean, um, to get get a piece of their deal you know, even after FTX is very difficult because they lead such remarkable companies and they have for decades and they're very, very well known globally. But you also have the Fidelis of the world and everybody else that we're looking at this. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's not like um, it, it wasn't a very storied cap table, it was, mm-hmm. but everybody understood the risks. I mean, it's easy to have 2020 you know, vision after the fact. Oh, always, you're looking, right? And you're looking back. <laughs> but, you know, nobody wanted this outcome. And this alleged fraud, yet to be proven in court, will play its, you know, it'll it'll play out. And if, if there is, um, if these claims are valid, this is fraud and we'll see what happens. And that's why there is a trial. Mm-hmm. But most of the companies on that cap table today, SoftBank is not going to stop investing. Sequoia is not going to stop investing. Fidelity is not going to stop investing. In fact, they're petitioning right now for an ETF with the mm-hmm. underlying asset being Bitcoin. So is BlackRock. The promise of the industry remains. It just won't be led by Sam Bankman-Fried or CZ or any of the crypto cowboys. I mean, you have to appreciate these founders who created this industry but unfortunately they were cowboys and they they thumbed their noses at regulators. And in the end, and I've seen this movie so many times before, <laughs> you can't fight the regulator. I don't care what country you're in, most financial institutions want to operate on a compliant basis. That's how you have confidence in the financial system. And so if you think three to five years from now, there will be a very vibrant crypto industry it just won't have any of the players you know today in it. I mean, here we're going to our fourth loss with Coinbase. They've lost the last three. Good luck to them on the fourth. Uh, CZ running around the world with every regulator in almost every country chasing them. Sam Bankman facing trial. They were founders. They're all gone. And so We're going to see new management come in that came out of the traditional compliant financial services that gets along with regulators and builds these new exchanges like they're doing in countries in Switzerland and England and and, and Norway and France. And, of course, this big new announcement in Abu Dhabi.
1: Crypto cowboys. I I like that phrasing. Um, You know, the, the whole space was really a wild west. And I think that's part of why there's there's gonna, it, the trial is going to be really interesting because there is going to be this question of, well, you know, the space wasn't regulated. And I think we're going to see that brought up a lot in Sam's defense. Uh, you know, last time I talked with you, though, you you kind of took me through what it was like as a customer when everything went missing. So I'm going to kind of set the stage for you. It is November 2022. We have Sam. On the cover of Forbes, you know, in in previous uh, years, he's a big influence in Washington. All of a sudden, just like little things start happening on Twitter. Now X, but at the time it was still Twitter. And there's this trepidation that's growing. And it felt like as a reporter covering it every single day, something was coming out, uh, you know, the balance sheet that showed that there was a big hole of missing money at Alameda, everyone wondering if that was true. And then fast forward to the bankruptcy filing uh, by FTX and Sam Bankman free going, Oh gosh, I don't, I don't know what happened. Talk me through your memory of this and being a customer and going, Oh my gosh, what happened to my money?
0: I was really interested in, in what, Depleted the balance sheet prior to the bankruptcy. So, in my last conversation with Sam Bankman-Fried, I said, "Sam, where'd the money go?" It was a very simple question. This is not brain surgery. The situation, the balance sheet was empty, and he talked about over the last twenty-four months that he he had a huge challenge with CZ. You know, you've got to remember that, that the founder of Binance, CZ, and the founder of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, created the world's global platform for trading crypto. So it was Binance and FTX together had about 95, 97% of all crypto traded. They were together the rulers of crypto. And this was in 2020. And as crypto is rising and Bitcoin is becoming more popular, if you wanted to trade it, you primarily went to those platforms, particularly if you're doing large volume. Mm -hmm. Now, what it it sounds like happened, and when I testified at the US Senate in the hearings in November, This is what I said, because I believe it to be the case. Um, There came a time in 2021 when CZ, who owned 20% of FTX, stopped cooperating with filings to get new licenses in countries like the United Arab Emirates, like the Nordic countries, like the European countries. He simply would not give the transparency required by those regulatory filings. He wouldn't say where he domiciled. He wouldn't say what the ownership structure looked like. Now, was he doing that intentionally? Nobody knows his motivation, but it it stopped FTX from getting licenses. That even had trouble in countries like Canada. And so whether it was Sam himself or the executive of FTX, they made the decision, not a good one I would take at this point, to use real cash to buy back CZ, over $2 billion Mm -hmm. of cash to buy back the FTX shares. Now, you ask what depleted the balance sheet, why they had to go bankrupt, there's, you, there's your reason. That, that really wiped out the balance sheet. And then, and I consider this a genius tre- chess move. I mean, in the art of war. CZ jammed down $550 million worth of FTT tokens right at FTX all at once on Twitter, collapsing the token's value forcing the company into bankruptcy a brilliant move a fantastic chess move i mean what what an incredible almost roman empire strategy of (laughs) of just vanquishing your competitor and now he had global control that was a short-lived victory (laughs) because
1: right (laughs)
0: because now he's the target but you have to hand it to him And between the two of them, that's actually what happened. So my point was, and and I testified to this, is that it it was really a war of of two behemoths that ended up putting Sam Bankman-Fried out of business. Now, these allegations of misappropriated funds, they have to be discussed in this trial, and they will be. There's no question about it. And and it's going to be a really, it's not that complex a trial. It's a he said, she said trial. You've got Sam Bankman-Fried on one side and Caroline Ellison on the other, And who do you believe? I'm going to assume that she's going to say, he told me to do it, and he's going to say, and I'm making assumptions here like everybody else the night before the trial. He's going to say, I have no idea. She was the CEO of Alameda. So either there's a smoking gun or there's an audit trail or there's something that the prosecutors are going to use To prove this very simple allegation, this is not about the complexity of crypto, the crypto markets or Bitcoin or the merits of Ethereum has nothing to do with it. This is a garden variety fraud charge. Let's see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, that's actually what I'm most excited about, because I think a lot of folks have been looking at this story and it's this very complicated, confusing space. But you're right. Right. This is this is a fraud is fraud. Alleged fraud is alleged fraud. I, I do want to ask you, um, you know, we we are going to see the he said, she said, but someone else that also testified before Congress, John J. Ray third, he's the new manager of FTX. He was brought in, uh, for those that don't know, to clean up Enron uh, of all messes. And he comes in with his forensic accountants and everyone, and says this is the worst that he has ever seen. No controls, no no um, no board, no risk compliance officers, nothing like that. What What was your reaction when you heard that? D- you know, did you know as an investor that they they didn't have a board, that they didn't have these pieces? Because um, I was, I, I'm thinking to myself, if the if the guy who cleaned up Enron comes in and says this, that was that was very dramatic <laughs> in front no, of. No, that's, that's
0: that's a very damning statement, and of course, you, you really can't compare Enron to FTX. Sure. Enron had been in business a very long time; it was not a startup. FTX was. Enron is a very ancient industry, energy trading. Uh, FTX is a nascent crypto industry, so there are differences. But those allegations are, are are very damning, and of course, every investor, including me, wants to see more. I really do, and yeah. and so I, I, like everybody else, would like to see exactly what he's talking about and give me more evidence because there, there's so much there's so much noise around the FTX case now. We're all looking forward to some clarity and facts, mm-hmm. particularly those of us who left and watched millions of dollars worth of assets be scraped out of their accounts. My account has zero in it. And so I'm I'm really interested to find out, well, where'd that go? Who's got it? Because it's, you know, the great thing about the internet and, and crypto trading is the blockchain. There's a record there right. and I would like to see it. And I eventually will. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but I'm very interested to find out what happened to my assets. And so there's a tremendous amount of litigation flying around, it'll take years to work it out. I get all that. But, you know, i'm I'm very interested in what Ray said, and I'm very interested to see more and and actually get the facts. Everybody wants the facts,
1: right. And for those that that aren't familiar, the blockchain, essentially every transaction is is recorded in this digital ledger. So even though it's it's not following an actual physical dollar, there are ways for these forensic accountants to go after it. Um, one one question I have for you. I've you know, I've heard you talk a, a lot about, big investments um you know being someone who can make 80 percent of them not work but the 20 percent you know is what makes it all come together what about though the little guy what's your perspective on someone who wanted to be a part of this as a customer was really excited about the crypto space finally you have a way to get into it that's not like it used to be on the black market and they put money down and they're also looking at their account and they're saying man i have zero what does that uh, do to someone you know are, are they going to make that trade in the future take that risk or is this just well i, I guess i learned my lesson
0: they may they may take that take that approach uh, however venture capital has given you lots of zeros over the 50 60 years it's been tracked it's also giving you the googles and the microsofts and sure. and the amazons And and I think the promise of great entrepreneurship in America will never end. The idea that you can come up with an idea in the garage and change the world forever and create tremendous value for shareholders will always be there. It keeps all of us investing, it it keeps me investing. Um, I I try and and, uh, pick winners, but the truth is nobody can. Even in the context of Shark Tank, I might do, 10 to 17 deals a year thinking I know what's going to work and I have to wait three to five years. And, and I, no one gets it right. It's always the one you didn't see coming that gets you a thousand X on your money, and, which is why the lesson of investing, whether it's in FTX or whether it's in startups or whether it's in stocks or bonds or any asset class is diversification. A very simple rule is never put more than 20% in any one sector and never put more than 5% into any one position. And that's how you avoid the disaster of an FTX. Yes, it stings to lose that 5% or a zero in a stock or a zero in a bond, but it doesn't wipe you out. And I think the lesson learned every time you have a disaster like FTX is a lesson learned about diversification. And I hope this is just another lesson in that sense. And hopefully Rumors are that of the 8 billion missing, 7.2 has been found and will one day be distributed. Who knows if that's true? But if that's true, uh, that will be a pretty good outcome to people that had money in those accounts. And that's probably the majority where it really hurts individuals. The professional investors like Sequoia and uh, SoftBank and everybody else on the cap tables of the actual investment. Equity in in, uh, FTX. Well, they've seen this movie before. It's a zero, it's a goose egg. It hurts. We all look like idiots. We get it, but it's not going to stop us from investing. I'm going to, in fact, I'm trying to figure out a great void has been created by the wipeout of FTX and the soon wipeout of Binance. Who's going to pick up the pieces? I'd like to invest in that.
1: Well, and so that brings me to my last question, because I think, of course, what comes out of this is going to mean, determine the rest of Sam Bankman Fried's life, the rest of many other people's lives. But it does bring up the question of the future of the space, right? If there's a a guilty verdict, do you think that that damns the crypto space in the future that everyone just says, oh, look at this? Yeah, it was fraud. It was too good to be true. Or alternatively, it actually lifts up the space where it kind of sheds a light and says, "Hey, we're getting rid of the bad actors, so that to your point, there can be someone new that steps into that space and creates something truly innovative."
0: I, I I think your second option is what's going to happen. All right, I, I you're think going with the, B. <laughs> well, I'm going with B because I think that, that the sandbagged free trial, the FTX situation is baked into the market. What mm-hmm. What is missing is what What is Here's the problem with with crypto. Let's take the one that everybody knows, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Why does it trade between 20 and 30,000 in perpetuity and can never break out? Because there's no institutional demand for it. For all of the, you know, the marketing and the hype, no none of the large pension plans or sovereign wealth funds own any of it because there's nowhere they can do that. It's not compliant. It, the SEC is is going after, you know, almost I mean, think about the largest exchange trading left in the US, it's it's Coinbase. Mm -hmm. What institution is gonna put money in Coinbase when Gary Gensler is suing them? I mean, no one's gonna do that, which is why this ETF has been stalled out because they were gonna use it to clear the trades. So Fidelity can't do that, either can BlackRock. Nobody wants to be against the regulator. Nobody, no institution. So here's what I think happens. This FTX thing becomes story of the past. The next big thing is going to be incredibly well financed in a jurisdiction where it's 100% regulated, where it's tied to a behemoth bank for offloading and, on, and onboarding and, on, and offboarding the actual asset to real fiat currency, have total transparency of ownership and billions and billions of dollars backing it up. That's going to give confidence for institutions. And who do I think that's going to be? And I'm just speculating at this point. I think it's going to be the M2 exchange in Abu Dhabi. They have been working on this thing for years, just waiting for their time. Now is the time. All of those assets sitting on FTX that will be distributed, all of those accounts on Binance, where are they going to go? I think this new exchange, and believe me, I would like to invest in that. I mean, when I saw that and I heard about it, I realized, okay, this is it. This is what mm. comes next. It's in a jurisdiction that is in the capital of capital. Abu Dhabi is the new fastest growth financial services market You're on right earth. That. And and they have an opportunity to get it right. Now, will it will it work? Who knows? We'll wait and see. But it's that kind of money it's going to take to bring confidence back and that kind of a regulatory environment and that kind of compliance and that kind of transparency and that kind of banking center. Now, if it's not them, it's gonna be somebody else, but I'm telling you there's a huge void in the market, whether it ends up in Singapore or in Abu Dhabi or in New York or in London or in Zurich, somewhere this is going to happen. And FTX will be long gone, Binance long gone, the crypto cowboy's long gone, and the new 12th sector of the S&P will emerge. I am that confident.
1: I feel like we we got a little, a little taste, like a little nugget of wisdom. So everyone, you heard it here, M2. This is according to Mr. Wonderful. Well, listen, Kevin, I, I think you're absolutely right about the regulation piece. Like that's what's going to give the confidence for someone to step back into that market. But even though FDX may be a thing of the past in the future, over the next few weeks, we are going to be glued to it and all the drama that definitely will come out of this. So, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time.
0: Take care.
1: That does it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to subscribe and tune into future episodes. We are dropping every Monday and Wednesday. Bye for now.